1: This is receptions, receptions of the show. Where did AJ Brown kind of unlock Jalen Hurts? Uh yeah. or help like what did he unlock for the Eagles most of all? Well, number one, it's it's a lot. But the yeah. biggest thing is that they didn't really have anybody work in the middle of the field like that. Even uh Devontae Smith, he's probably at his best working the boundary um you know working kind of deep outside the numbers um he's really good on outbreaking routes as well but like a big and then of course anybody in the 2021 eagles passing game besides devonta smith like wasn't really worth worth talking about so right that area the middle of the field those inbreaking routes is, is and from the slot or outside is really where he helped jalen hurts kind of take that next step as a passer.
0: i just bring that up because a man of his size, 6 feet, 225 pounds. He ran a 4'4", 9, 40, um, 36 and a half inch vertical, which is, that's okay. 10-foot broad jump, that's okay. Four-four-nines okay. It's not, these aren't, you know, he's he's not super, when you're looking at the testing numbers, it's not super twitchy, right? It's just that when he gets the ball in his hands, he's he's out of there, right? Like, yeah. because he's so big and it's like, how are you going to bring him down with, with you know, a small corner. It's not going to happen. Like you're going to put a slot corner on AJ Brown. Good luck. Right. Not going to happen. Um, But that being said, generally, when you see guys of this size, they like playing bully ball on the perimeter. That's generally what you see from NFL archetypes when we're talking about wide receivers. You know what I'm talking about? And that's not necessarily what he does. Now, he can do that as well. But I think the reception perception data absolutely shows that this is a dude that, that is a much better technician than he is given credit for Matt Harmon. And that's my other follow-up question to you. Can you talk about his technique? Because I think a lot of people are going to hear this or maybe see the RP data and say, well, AJ is just a hulking beast and that's how he gets open. I don't think that's the case
1: yeah I think prior to this year and maybe even still now like AJ Brown's route running might have been the sixth or seventh thing that people brought up in terms of what makes him a great receiver right but I think it should have been like one of the three things you know because Mm -hmm. in addition to being freaky after the catch and you know really good in in tight coverage winning contested balls he's so strong um he's a great route runner a great technician I I think and I, you really see it off the line of scrimmage. Like I mentioned, those press coverage scores, like the guys – and, you know, over the last three years, success rate versus press, 81.6%, 84.6%, 83.3%. I mean, those are all really, really great scores. Anybody over – I would say anybody over 80, you're starting to get into like – the star territory, once you get over like 83, then you're in like the elite category, which is where I would put A.J. Brown. I do think he is an elite receiver in the NFL, but I, I probably would have said that coming into this year as well, but we can, we can right. come back on that in a second. I think the thing that, that makes his best technique is getting off the line of scrimmage. Like he's got a great ability to team like, and I think this is something that it is it, when defenders know, or when uh, receivers know what the defender knows about them, Like, I know what you know about me, right, sort of thing. Yep. I think A.J. Brown has a really good understanding that, oh, yeah, because of what I did in my previous offense, people know that I'm great on these in-breaking routes. So, for example, like, if you're an opposing corner, you're going to shade inside on A.J. Brown. And A.J.'s really good at at playing into that, like taking the initial release inside before – Re- and really selling that with his hips, with his hands, with his eyes is, I think he's got great eye usage. It's just like a, you know, it's mm. kind of really diving into the weeds there, but selling the slant with his eyes before, you know, breaking a downfield on a go route. And then, you know, even then like taking that vertical route and maybe breaking it, like he didn't run a lot of out routes last year did AJ Brown, but he has a 90.9 success rate. That really shows mm. you that ability to set up defenders at the break point of routes at the release point. I think, I mean, deception is the one thing I would say uh, is probably the most important thing to route running in general. And I think A.J. Brown has a lot of that, both at the line of scrimmage and at the break point of routes as well.
0: Yeah. So, again, it just to me just goes back to uh, I mean, he could have been a continuation of our of our podcast from earlier this week about underrated wide receivers. And as great as he is and as much accolades as we heap on the guy. Um, I do think he's underrated, especially in this particular aspect of, of the actual technical side of everything. Matt, when I go through the historical data and I look at his success rate on the nines and then those inbreaking routes of the dig curl slant. Okay. So either in-breaking or beating you over the top. Uh, and then you mix in his man zone press scores. This is a guy, AJ Brown. I was very surprised to kind of see this. The numbers look really similar to Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams. And the reason I say A.J. Brown's underrated is because when you talk about great, like top of the food chain, alpha wideouts in the NFL, you're certainly going to mention Justin Jefferson and you're certainly going to mention Devontae Adams. I don't think people are at the point now where they're mentioning A.J. Brown. And you know what? They probably should.
1: Yeah, and uh, I'm just going back looking at the you know the 2021 reception perception database um it, it's so funny it's so funny we mentioned this too like i i remember like at the when AJ Brown was traded to the Eagles i remember tweeting um this guy is a top 5 receiver talent AJ Brown like he has to, he has the talent to be a top 5 receiver in the NFL and it's just i can't tell you how many responses to that tweet were, you know, too bad they got a jugs machine playing quarterback. Too bad they've got, you know, no quarterback. Too bad they have a running back playing quarterback. It's just a reminder that, like, great... It's it's the same... It's a continuation of the conversation, you're right, that we just had about Stefan Diggs. and Like, this is why we harp on these guys, like Brandon Ayuk and, and Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, is like, maybe if all the circumstances got, got right... And it's not even like A.J. Brown was in a, a bad circumstance in Tennessee. It was just it was a run heavy offense that that you know didn't ask its receivers to do everything because its quarterback Ryan Tannehill, is not a i'm going to do everything type of quarterback so uh i think it's it's it just it's a remember it's a reminder to, to like keep your imagination open but anyways my point about the 2021 database it's so funny that you mentioned the top 4 success rate versus man coverage in 2021 this is not last year this is the year prior to him getting to philadelphia mm-hmm. Devontae Adams led the NFL 79.6% in success rate versus man coverage. Our guy, Stefan Diggs, of course, number two, 79.4%. A.J. Brown, 78.8%. Wow. Number three, Justin Jefferson, 78% in 2021. And the guy who was number two behind Devontae Adams' success rate versus press, it was A.J. Brown. Uh, Justin Jefferson was <laughs> fifth that year as well. So, yeah, I mean, I think he deserves to be mentioned with those guys in terms of route running he's he's not he's not quite there against zone coverage as, as those two guys are but the fact that he did get over 80 percent last year is a is a 80 we got over 81 percent is a real credit that right. I think he's continuing to even get better and better yeah I, I love this player man I'm, I've always been such a huge fan of, of AJ Brown both in his collegiate game like if this is a guy who another reminder that just because the guy played in a lot in the slot in college does not mean he didn't show the traits at old miss to be an outside receiver. It's very similar to Justin Jefferson, right? It, that was the discussion on Justin Jefferson. He played in the side the slot. It's like, okay, watch him play and watch him run routes. He's running outside mm-hmm. receiver routes from the slot. Like he can do this from the outside as well. And it turns out both those guys can do it. So yeah, I'm a, I love this guy. Love, love AJ Brown as a player.
0: You know, I'll just say this about AJ Brown. I thought, that last year, he was more transformative. Let me say that again. He was more transformative to the Philadelphia Eagles was A.J. Brown than the development of Jalen Hurts. I'm not saying he was more important to the Eagles than Jalen Hurts, but I think when you look at what the Eagles were doing in 2021 versus what they did, and they were just gangbusters in 2022, how did they make that gigantic, colossal leap? I think it's mostly because of A.J. Brown, Matt, because look, and I love Jalen Hurts. I love Jalen Hurts, but A.J. Brown unlocked the playbook. It unlocked what Jalen Hurts could do in terms of being able to throw every single route to every single part of the field. You talk about those blades of grass. Now, all of a sudden, those blades of grass, every blade of grass was available when you had A.J. Brown. It opened up the field for Devontae Smith. Right, You could do different things now with both of those receivers moving all over the formation, really putting stress on the secondary on the other side. I thought that A.J. Brown was more transformative to the Philadelphia Eagles in 2022 than the development of Jalen Hurts. And by the way, those two things go together. Yeah. Right? Without A.J. Brown, you don't see Jalen Hurts make that leap, in my opinion. I just don't think that happens. That's why I think that the, the team MVP may have been A.J. Brown last year.
1: It was probably the best transaction anybody made last year. Um, oh, hands down. I mean, so it was so bad on the Titans side. They fired their GM after the AJ <laughs> Brown game. Remember when he went? He went to Tennessee, and you know he had two touchdowns, I think, oh, over 100 yards. Goodness. And even yep. Ryan Tannehill, yep. there was like post game clip of him saying, "Like you, you really, you didn't have to do us like that, man." <laughs> you know, so the Titans fired their GM. I mean, it wasn't Crazy. all for for that reason, but you know that right. that might have been a part of it. Uh, I think we would say it's a pretty significant part of it, even just from an optics standpoint, right? Yep, uh, yep, yep. I- I'm with you that it was probably one of the I- – I would say it's pretty similar to the Josh Allen-Stefan Diggs thing, right, where mm-hmm. Josh Allen illuminated things that were already apparent in Stefan Diggs. If like you were looking at his reception perception, you were actually watching him play on a route-by-route basis. And similarly, Jalen Hurts – absolutely, you know, doesn't take that step without A.J. Brown. Josh Allen probably doesn't take that step without Stefan Diggs. But similarly, I think Jalen Hurts, like we just said at the top, you know, Jalen Hurts, he loves to throw those go routes. He loves to attack outside the numbers where Ryan Tannehill doesn't as much. You know, so much to the point it was like some people ask, like how are these guys going to fit together because A.J. Brown's so good over the middle and Jalen Hurts doesn't like to really throw over the middle. It's like, well – when you take those targets and, you know, you sub out Jalen Rager, no disrespect, and you put in A.J. Brown, um, that's going to be different, you know? <laughs> uh, so, I, I think right. it was just, yeah, it was a – I mean, who is that like, slot receiver? Greg Ward, you know, Greg was Ward. playing a lot for the mm-hmm. – he was before. Like, now again, we're talking about A.J. Brown's in the slot on 30% of his routes or whatever. So, yeah, I, I think he was a transformative player. And um, I'd also say this, James, like, can you think of an offense that – Puts defenses in more of a bind than the Philadelphia Eagles because, look, they have an alpha receiver in AJ Brown. He's doubled on eleven percent of his routes uh, this past year. That's one of the higher, um, that's one of the higher numbers from twenty twenty two. It's not as high as guys like you know Justin Jefferson. It's not as high as guys like Jamar Chase. It's not as high as guys like Stephon Diggs. But it's kind of in that. C.D. Lamb range, you know. I think, by the way, I think AJ Brown's like a better receiver than C.D. Lamb. You know, I think he's he's ranked higher, or whatever. So, so again, like I'm saying, he's he's doubled on, you know, 112 percent uh, uh, of his routes. So That's like Terry McLaurin. You know, DeAndre Hopkins is up there. You know, but again, it's not quite in the. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Stefan Diggs, DJ Moore, funny enough, is, is up there because who else was Carolina playing with last year? <laughs> so, my point is saying like they, th- that's because they have an alpha receiver in AJ Brown, but like, yeah, oh, yeah, they also have a 1B receiver, I think, in Devontae Smith who could be a one. You know, I think sure. Devontae Smith could be a one, but they also have a running quarterback. You have to bring somebody. They also are a great rushing team overall. Like Miles Sanders and the boys last year with on the offensive line were kicking people's ass. Like yeah. that twenty twenty two Eagles offense, I think was probably a really special unit just because it put teams in such a big bind defensively. Yep. Where you put extra attention if you don't commit, if you commit to t- bringing guys in the box to deal with either Jalen Hurts and or you know the running back, you are then gonna get ripped over top, over the top by A.J. Brown if you dedicate extra resources to A.J. Brown you are then leaving things open for Devontae Smith so I, I, it's crazy and most of that's going to come back this year obviously there's change at running back but yep I mean shoot Rashad Benny if he's out there one of the most efficient rushers in the NFL uh, when he's healthy for the four games he's going to play <laughs> this year he, he, he'll he'll go wide open lanes you know so it's really a, a hell of a unit that they have there in, in Philadelphia and A.J. Brown I'm with you I do think he is As good as Jalen Hurts is and all the credit he deserves for um, being the, you know, taking a huge step, and as good as Devontae Smith is, Dallas Goddard, (laughs) didn't even mention Dallas Goddard, who's, who's I know, like screen passes. I do think that A.J. Brown is the straw that serves the drink for this offense.
0: Yeah, you take him out of the mix and all of a sudden all that stuff becomes a lot more difficult. Getting the ball to Devontae Smith becomes more difficult. Running the ball becomes more difficult. Getting the ball to Dallas Goddard becomes more difficult. I'll say this about uh, DeAndre Swift. Well, first of all, I love the moves that they made in the offseason at running back, um, letting go of Miles Sanders uh, and then bringing in DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny. I think Penny obviously has got a lot of experience running between the tackles. I bring that up because the way this offense is structured – with Jalen hurts mobility. You see this guys, you see this all the time with mobile quarterbacks, mm-hmm. the running backs are asked to run between the tackles. Why? Cause RPO, right? Think about RPO running backs running right in between tackles. You know, the quarterback's going to pull that, pull that ball and maybe not, uh, to go to the outside. Right. Um, so you have to be able to run inside. You got to be an inside runner, uh, an efficient inside runner, to play well in this Philadelphia offense. Deandre Swift. I was surprised when I looked at this, but he averaged 5.3 yards per carry inside between the tackles. Deandre Swift last year for Detroit, it was the seventh best mark uh, in the NFL yeah. and Rashad Penny as well. Also really, really good um, Rashad Penny. Uh, we're talking about a guy that ran 6.1 yards per carry in, between the tackles, um, you know, again, it wasn't a huge sample size for Rashad Penny, but that's even going back to a San Diego state days, they did a lot of that. You know, Seattle yeah. does a lot of that. They, they run inside on you. Um, so they got two running backs that are extremely efficient at running inside. So I, I think that's a really smart move um, that they made in, in bringing in those two running backs, but um, okay. Listen, Matt, We're going on and on about AJ Brown and Philadelphia, but you know what? Let's bring in an expert to talk about the Eagles here with us. And uh, and Matt, I'm excited. I'm pumped. We've got a guest here on Reception Perception, the show.